Uh, welcome to another episode of Nuns in Space, our episodic series about nuns in space. And if you're new here, episodic means it, even though the episodes have numbers, like this is nuns in space, like at 13 or 14 or 15 or something, uh, it doesn't really matter because you could catch an episode. They don't happen, I'm not sure, sequentially, but, but like each episode, episode, <laughs> each episode is contained in a a little sodic, sodic way so that you can kind of start with, uh, start wherever. And that's why I kind of give this little uh, failed uh, setup that's supposed to be so brief, uh, but so soothing you could sleep right through it. Cause, you know, but, but you could sleep right through the whole thing because it's episodic. You won't miss anything when you listen next week. Uh, but here's yeah, here's the uh, here's the things you you if you're saying well come on scoots in order to suspend suspend my disbelief did I say suspend uh, to misspend your disbelief you see forget about misspent youth I've had some misspent suspension of disbelief especially when Scooter starts talking about it because then he says well wait a second is it suspending my belief or my disbelief and they say. I guess it depends on what you believe and what you disbelieve. And that was why they did, you know, that that, 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 that was my pitch for the X-Files, of course. Uh, the alter X-Files, it was going to be, one, you know, anyway, it's like, because it's, I think that it was based on disbelief instead of it's suspension of belief versus suspension of disbelief. Oh boy, but this is, this was supposed to be at the episodic series, Nuns in Space, Nuns in Space. So it's in space, circa the future, uh, where there's spaceships and Earth has been exposed to outer, the greater universe. I uh, think like Star Trek, um, Battlestar Galactica, uh, Firefly. And then, you know, dial it, you know, saying, well, okay, take some of that, send, take some of, you know, uh, take the more uh, the arty episodes of those, or the um, you know something that Burroughs would do with one of those. And you say, okay, so that's that's our show. It's in space, and it's with nuns, the nuns from Scooter's childhood. Scooter's your hero if you if you need one, or the nuns, you know, if you're uh, you know if if you like order. And Scooter's right-hand sidekick, best friend, and uh, most sympathetic character is not a human being at all, but a, a freestyle soda machine and software interface, Stan. And then the ship is crewed by the nuns from Scooter's childhood. If you need to know the backstory in that, you could listen to the pilot episodes, but you don't need to. It's the nuns from Scooter's childhood, as far as we're concerned, in this episodic format or episodic format. You know, because it's soda machine, uh, it's episodic format, boom, boom, and they travel through space. Each episode, they go through. They're in search of the, the ship of the lost ship, the Nichez, which contains some sort of essential information for the nun's mission to save the universe. But there's no ticking clock on that. So they're in search of the chess. So they're following strings of delusion. Scooter's good at uh, following strings of delusion through the universe, hoping one of these strings will lead them to the Nichez. In each episode, they're uh, doing that. And uh, I guess that's it. You know, middle, beginning, and end, all in one lulling, soothing package. And. Uh, 
here to introduce our show as late as it can be is uh, uh, Sir Antonio Banderas. My friends, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a sir. I'm not, I'm, I'm no sir. As uh, ladies, could you believe that uh, term? Yeah, we don't, we're not talking. Oh, my friend. As the uh, ladies, the gentlemen, the boys and the girls and the friends beyond the binary. Hello, boys. That word means so much to me, my friends, beyond the binary. This time for another episode of the nuns in a space. The nuns in space. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you. Thank you so much. You give you, you thanks. I have actually have a string of uh, lightly used LED Christmas lights for you as a reward. Oh, my friend. It, are they the ones that are still up from last year? Yeah, you could pick one of those and just take them with you. Thanks. Uh, happy, happy, you know, oh, my friend, into you and yours. The nuns in space. All right, nuns in space, everybody. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's me. You, you, I guess it, it we feel, oh, dear pen pal, I forgot. Sorry, pen pal, I thought I forgot I was going to do that. Instead of awkwardly trying to figure out how to start it, I said, well, I'm going to start it, dear pen pal. Uh, dear pen pal, it's your buddy in space. This may be the first time I've communicated with you all post-haste. I, I, post-haste actually is a good description for this uh, message I'm sending to you. Uh, but first, I got a couple of questions for you, Penfail. When I say the words neon, do you do you think of anything, or does do you say what? I mean, I know that happens a lot, probably, Penfail, with these messages, because you know I can't be there, so you can read my body language and look into my eyes. You know, like the telephone that other time we were talking about it. Uh, but I don't know if I say, when I say neon, it means anything to you, because soon it will. Don't worry, pen pal. And then I don't know if I say neon versus LED, uh, what you would say. If you would say LED, pen pal, don't say it to me, please, because neon occupies, or I should say neon sign. Sorry about that, pen pal, or neon light, not just neon because maybe that's what you breathe where you are, or, you know, somehow you're in a... Uh, Penpel, I know you can't answer this, but I wish someone was here to... Is neon, is neon's a gas, right? I think it's like argon. I know argon. I think argon might be in neon. Oh, boy, Penpel. Anyway, Penpel, neon, where I am, that's where I, where I, where I am... Oh, pen pal. Where my head is right now, pen pal, is in the past. I'm sorry, but there was a time on Earth where there was a heyday of neon. Then there was neon nostalgia. And then there was the, like, there was a day of cheap signs. And then the cheap signs, like, faux neon. Then there was the rise of the LEDs. Now, luckily, before Earth was totally, like, uh, we were exposed to outer space before neon. But neon are two, I think they're glass tubes that made into signs. Coolest thing ever, pen pal. Check it out. Uh, also, I believe neon was discovered by one Claude Neon. 
I learned that from, again, I'm not sure if you listen to other podcasts. If you, did you listen to my podcast from Earth, Ben Pal? If not, look up and see if you can get access to 99% invisible percent. I, I think I mumbled there, Pen Pal. Pen Pal percent. 100% Pen Pal. But this show is called 99% Invisible. And they have Roman Mars. You know, that that's that's kind of like spacey. That's a spacey name. I mean, in your, you know, in your uh, solar system. And then you had Avery Truffleman did they they did this report on the neon sign on the Tribune Tower in Oakland, and then they talked about neon, Claude neon, and I like Penpal. What, what am I messing around with? I love neon signs, and that's why I'm here to tell you. Believe it or not, I think I'm not the only one. That's what I've learned. All on the outer reaches of space, Penpal. Oh, also remember when I ran into that plant? Did you did you hear about that one? That's like uh, with the, the thistles. That 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 clear that that got cleared up. Uh, you know, at a medical station, of course. Uh, but don't don't let people tell you that this. You know, the thistles. Who needs them? That's what I say. After that, I didn't record anything about that pen pal. But just in case they did, like years from now. Like, I have a thistle-related flare-up, I want you to know. I guess I, it probably it won't help because these won't be organized. So if you can picture a neon sign, Spen Pal, now would be a good time to do so, even if they're just beer signs, even if you don't have access in your brains. Do you have one, two, one or two brains, Pen Pal? Wait, just kidding. I'm just kidding, Pen Pal. I mean, not really, because I don't know. I mean, you could be a hive. I don't know. Maybe that would be interesting. Can you? That would be pretty cool, pen pal. If you're like a hive mind, are you still pen pal, or is it my pen pals, pen pallies? Can I call you pen pallies? If if anyway, I got to get back to the story, pen pals. Sorry, pen pals of mine, which is also just a pen pal. Here's the thing, pen pals. If you are a hive mind, you know, share the world, share the universe. The little thing, like you don't see bee, like like you know, there's other hive things, or ants, be on Earth, and they said, hey, uh, you know, or maybe just stay small. Then we could anyway, pen pal. Not time to talk about hives. We're talking about neon signs. Also, there's a song. I believe it was by Tesla. Maybe the only song and then on Earth that name there was Nikola. This isn't related to Nikola Tesla, or oh, that was Testa, not Tesla. And then Muskypoo. I don't know if it, it, that's a Tesla. Testa Tesla. Hmm. Okay, it's got some. But anyway, there was a band about with a song about signs everywhere. There. One time I was at a party. One of my friends sang that song. It was good. But so we were just out on, we weren't really on a mission, Pen Pal, but we were out there in space looking around, you, per, per the usual, uh, you know, poking around, trying to find stuff. And hey, what, what, uh, what, 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 what could I tell you? But uh, my brain started blinking. And you might you say, that's why I told you about the neon signs ahead of time to try to give you something to grasp onto. Uh, but yeah, of all things, we, we, we didn't have a destination. We were like, we, I was, you know, going on a gut instinct to go to the next nearest, you know, closest, uh, solar system. 
And then further away, I sensed, I said, my brain's brain, I didn't say my brain's brain blinking. Maybe I did, though. But it started, something started blinking in my brain. Um, blinking steadily. It felt like red light was blinking in my brain. Not an alert light. I mean, a light to get your attention, but not like hurry up and get my attention. Just blink. And, and then, you know, I didn't want to tell anyone just in case it was, you know, because, you know, I didn't want anybody. But so then I told Stan, and I said, hey, Stan, let's head towards, uh, you know, since I'm in charge, quartermasters, you know, I said, head towards head towards these coordinates. And then I started looking out the, the, uh, the you know, the window thing, the observation forward deck, uh, and I, I was looking where I thought, and then I started seeing blinking. I don't think I was visually seeing it. I was thinking I was sensing it. And as I looked in space, I said, I, I think I, I'm seeing a vague out. Like, like it, it wasn't one blinking, then it felt like a, a blinking object or something. And of course, the sisters were, you know, chattering among themselves or under their breath or passively, aggressively saying, wonder why... And they, they, usually they talk about me indirectly. They say, sister, did you ever own, this is them talking to each other. Did you ever own a dog? Oh, did this, the, but this isn't true. They're, they're just talking. I had this one dog. It would sit and stare at the porch. And I thought it was waiting for me to come home. But it was really just staring, you know, and then they'd say something. they make a, like a global statement about my self-worth. I guess that's not true about their opinions of my worth. Anyway, so then I said, hey, the, the, but then I knew that. So I said, can you can go, go fire up the optics? And they said, we don't need to fire up the optics. And I said, are they polished? And they said, they're polished. They, they don't like my optic jokes. Uh, too close or something. I said, zoom in. It'll be funnier. And they said, and, and they said they're polished when they're made. And I said, prepare the optics for the quarter commander. That's, a, you know, the, the, when I get, so, then I said, that's an order. And they said, what is it right away? You know, the, the, you can't mess around with orders because I could just, you know, say, hey, cap off the ship. So then I said, train the optics. And then I think it was, uh, it was just, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention, but. She said, "I uh, see. There's something. There's about. There's some sort of low, strange light. Light. Uh, and then they they were chattering. And they said it doesn't look like it's coming from a sun. It could be a strange. Is it? And then they checked with the computer. Is there ever a sun shaped like? Because uh, we were like, is that a parallelogram? What is that? And then they were getting strange colors. And then they I, they they said, is it? They said, I said it's calling to me." I'm not positive it's delusion or not, because I didn't really feel a strong pull of delusion. But when your brain's blinking and then you discover it's not within your brain, but without it, you could, should better follow it. That could be a lead. And I was, uh, it was a distance off, you know, it was going to take us a while to get there. And I didn't want to do any jumping because they're leaping, whatever you call it, the technology thing. Because I don't want to lose track. I say, you know, because we didn't have... Uh, we only had an approximate destination uh, because you said, well, geez, how fast is that? Well, you know, it's a, this is, you know, approximation. We didn't know exactly where we we're going. We we're following this blinking object. 
And, you know, with the high-powered optics, it also, you know, because things appeared closer than they really were. So it was a little bit, and then finally, it started to come into focus as we were going there. And I got to tell you, Pen Pal, like, I won't, like, slowly put it into focus for you, but soon it was became the clear... I guess in a con- in unbelievably confusing, I mean, not confusing, just ha- what the heck kind of thing. And again, I d- can't say right now if it was neon, but it was a giant neon sign. May, may or may not be, ne- like, you know, huge. Uh, I mean, one of the sisters is good at math, and she couldn't even figure it out. And it was blinking, and then as it came in, it was like a, fe- I don't know what they call those, feature b- 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 sign. And it, it showed a, a pirate ship or like a wooden ship. Uh, you'll have to Google that pen, pal. And that would blink twice and then hold. And then blink, blink, two sails, blue sails would appear. And then blink, blink, water waves would appear at the base of the ship. And then it would be animated so the sail the front sail and the back water would like it looked like the water and the sails were moving and then it got even cooler then it looked like the ship sank uh, and then blink a chest appeared a giant chest you know treasure chest and then that blinked and then it opened and then there was gold and then the gold would go blink 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 and all the sisters were Twitter about that. And then it all, then it like, uh, also there was, then it changed, the sign changed. For a while, it was just a, just a treasure ship or a pirate ship. Then it would blink and it would show three, I don't know if they're paper dolls, like, uh, it was like, it, like almost like the things you'd see on Earth and the bathroom doors on Earth, like, a, like it looked like a woman, a man, and a child all holding hands. I call it paper dolls because you, cause you used to cut those out. Like you could cut them out of paper and they'd be holding hands. I don't know if that's called a paper doll, pen pal. Uh, but symbols of a man, a woman, and a child. And that would blink a few times. And the child was in the middle. Then it would blink and it would be the man and the child. Then it would blink again and it would be just the man. And then it would blink, blink. Blink, and then that one would fade away. The man would fade away. And you like uh, this? Of course, all the sisters t- turned and stared at me. And uh, you know, I then I literally twiddled, twiddled my thumbs, and I said, "What?" And then the sh- I said, "Ship's back." And then, uh, and again, Pimpel, I don't want to like worry you about space if you haven't been out to the outer reaches of outer space. But things can happen. Like you always wonder. And I guess you maybe just don't get on a ship with me. That might be, but but don't do that. You know, if we're pen pals, we'll have a lot in common or we'll know each other. If if you send me any messages, I mean, uh, but the sisters and I, we actually had something to talk about these signs. You know, of course they were pestering me. What do you think that's, you know, and then they got passive. What do you think that second sign is about? But then we were talking about symbols and because it took forever, like I said, we couldn't calculate how far it was, how big the signs were. Uh, but we know we have communication issues on our ship. So there was like, oh, it's so much easier to communicate by sign and get your point across. It's less conflict and uh, more direct. And so then we started, commu- we played charades, first of all. 
And then again, I don't know if there was some sort of uh, interfer brain interference going on or we just thought this was a great idea. But we stopped communicating with words and we started communicating with symbols. I mean, the plane was on, I mean, the ship, the plane was on, you know, autopilot more or less. So we were mostly doing it about food or if somebody had to go to the bathroom or, you know, joking. It was really lighthearted. But it, we just stopped talking, and we but we were communicating like we never had before. And even Stan and Spike got into it. I mean, Spike was downstairs. Uh, so I ran down, and I said, Spike, we're communicating by symbols now. And then I waved bye-bye. I think that was probably not nice, but... Uh, and then I, got a, I did get a soda, though. But And then... Uh, so Stan was communicating with symbols... And we were really getting excited because then, like, then it came in. We didn't need the optics anymore, and we were seeing the sign was actually coming through the atmosphere of the planet. I mean, this is impressive. I don't know. Again, it, then we were speculating, uh, like, if it, again, this was hard because we were doing it by gestures. But I think they were saying projection, you know, like, are we projecting meaning into the signs? Are we interpreting meaning? Are they having emotional impact on us? You know, because the sisters were say, taking the, the uh, you know, the ship in the treasure as a metaphor for what they, you know, that, that, that uh, maybe the Niches, maybe we'll get some answers. And then whatever the other one was, they said, you know, that's, you know, my, and they said, well, maybe that's a metaphor for the ship. You know, you're, 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 uh, you know, you're, 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 you're making me fade away. You're chill, chill, do something. And they said, it doesn't make sense. This was all an interpretive act. So also, I think they were doing liturgical dance. And I said, stop that, please. I don't, that, that's, uh. That's not, that's that's more uh, avant-garde. I said if, if we're going to communicate by symbols and and things, we need it to be direct. I thought, and they actually gave me a thumbs up. I said, oh, and then a okay, and just okay. I don't know what a okay is, but so anyway, at some point we got close, and the sign got bigger and bigger. It was also impressive, and I don't know if at a distance the atmosphere, but then we had to travel through the atmosphere, and it got really, get five, I mean, uh, whatever, low visibility. And we were, we were trying to find, uh, you know, we did the scans, there was life signs, uh, there was, like, uh, I don't know, I guess, panel. I don't always, if Stan says it's okay, you know, I guess I put, put, put some degree of blind faith in Stan. And plus, at that point, we weren't communicating. So Stan w was just doing a lot of thumbs up, like, I guess, emojis. Spen Pal, do you? I didn't think about that, but I, I guess, like, uh, I guess this would be a waste of time if you prefer to be, communicate by emoji or symbols. Emojis were symbol. I guess that's a symbol. I didn't even realize that, Pen Pal, till now. Ideally, maybe I, I would prefer LEDs over emojis, and neon. I would take a neon sign of a of an emoji. If you did emojis in neon signs, Ben Pal, that would be fine with me. Uh, if they were an LED, I'd prefer one or the other, but definitely prefer. But anyway, so we go into the atmosphere, and Stan's trying to find, and then I, I said, "Okay, I'm detecting some delusion." 
and we were drifting around and avoiding, you know, bumping into stuff, you know, but Stan's good at that and the computer. And then we saw a neon sign of a spaceship, so we followed that. It was like almost like a again, it's hard to tell what's animated and what's moving. So we followed that sign and we went into some sort of like a, a tube tunnel or something. You know, I didn't know if that was like a transport way. Uh, but like, uh, after we started following that ship and then there was like, uh, smiley faces again, it was a bit like it, but, but the weird thing was pen pal, uh, that at first we wondered, you know, what are we doing again? We just said, what are, you know, with our hands and our shoulders, but I'll tell you what, what the amazing thing was like when the signs would blink. So there was like a spaceship, uh. I think there was nuns. I guess I don't know. A lot of times it was like so dreamy. There was definitely happy, happy people, which I said, well, then maybe that's for me. He said, those people seem happy and smiling. But when the signs would blink, pen pal, uh, it really had to, like, like it had this emo, like, I don't know if it was the blinking that made us aware of the emotional impact. I think that was it. Or, it increased the emotional impact. Uh, really hard to have a nuanced conversation like this via charades. Uh, but I think it was like the signs would blink and before they changed into something else or another sign replaced it. Uh, but uh, like we just kept following signs. But So I guess I, would, I figured, I posited that uh, when the sign goes off, we lose our emotional connection to what the sign was showing us. And then it blinks back on, and then we're aware of how good it felt to have a symbol. Oh, these were all hopeful symbols. Uh, so then you say, "Well, boy, that feels good," but it didn't. It already felt good. You just didn't know it felt good because, until it blinked off for a second. Maybe I don't know. Like I did that once for the nuns, and they said snuffleupagus, and they said, "No, no, no." You know, I was shaking my head. No, no, no. This is Snuffleupagus, and they said, no, 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 no. They, they said, what are you doing? Like a fuzzy elephant. But it, it does that doesn't make any sense, Pen Pal, even to me. But we kept following these signs, and we were all feeling really good. And we were, I mean, for the most part, other than some small difficulties in communication and, and, and uh, I guess, like overthinking and... I guess maybe this here's a, here's a new question too, pen pal. Do words make me overthink? You know who who knows. But uh, so we were following signs and like I guess that was it like uh, and I guess that was a little bit checked out. You know the glow of the neon, especially with my relationship with it. And then I was like, are these neon with, here's an idea, pen pal, please patent this if it hasn't been done. Why not put LEDs inside of neon lights, pen pal? Uh, not to be cheap, though. Not to say, well, now we don't need any neon gas or argon. No, 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 no. You know, double it up. Yeah, I guess they should have asked Stan to run a neon check. Uh, but also I was doing some, Claude, like, Claude Neon... I just think that's a f outstanding name. So I, I guess I don't know why I was pretending to be Claude Neon, but then also now like I got a incredible soda thirst. 
And, you know, I developed a certain taste for some of Spike's soda. So I went downstairs, and Spike was blinking a grouchy face. And I assumed that was because I left. And I said, okay, Spike, uh, you know, purple slug number seven uh, with, you know, a a pip floater. And then, you know, I, I was going for a big, I was really thirsty. And then I went to slug it down, purple, and it was it was warm, no ice. And you know, I have a thing with Spike. I say, you know, surprise me with the ice, but make sure it's the right balance. You know, and Spike is a freestyle soda machine. It knows, and I don't need to know if it's thirty three percent ice or twenty two percent. That's not my job. I'm not a freestyle soda machine. And, you know, crush, you know, I think it's like if you had crushed ice every day, you'd get sick of it. That's what I tell Spike. Or, you know, a cube or, uh, yeah, it just still haven't got Spike to do any oblong uh, things. Or, you know, the circles with the holes in them, whatever. Uh, but there was no ice. And to, let me tell you, warm purple slug soda, even with a bib floater, uh, you spat it out. And then I was communicating my displeasure to Spike by pantomime, you know, like WTF, bro. Like this is nasty as nasty could be. And like, uh, it really, really, uh, and then I was even more thirsty and I figured Stan was busy. You know, I didn't want to bother Stan plus Stan doesn't have pib. So I went upstairs and, uh, and Stan was making a grouchy face. So then I was making a grouchy face, like totally, you know, this is what I was saying. I said totally, like a gross soda. Uh, and then Stan was was doing something about hot stuff. And then Stan was like showing, like, and then I realized I was sweating. I was like, holy cow, you're right, Stan, I'm so hot. Uh, and then Stan like uh, saying something about stopping the ship. And then I said, can you stop it? Can you get some ice? Is there ice around here? Because Stan didn't have any ice either. And then that made sense because it was so hot. And then I was like, uh, as soon as the ship stopped moving, uh, like at first the sisters didn't realize it. I think they were kind of caught up in the lights because at this point we're in this like crazy, like can't explain it, pen pal. But, like, these tubes of light, uh, like, uh, signs and very psychedelic and too cool. Also doesn't stick in the memory very good because I don't, I, I don't want to try to describe it. I'd be making it up. Also, this was one of the times my irritability got in the way because I was just really mad about the warm soda. So I was missing, like, the big light show. But so we stopped the ship and... Uh, like, Stan was trying to, like, Stan was, Stan, as good as Stan is, like, I said, just show me some words, dude, because he was, like, uh, like, stupid warning symbols. I said, who does, I said, like, uh, I think they were soda machine warning symbols. And I said, your soda's boiling? And then, actually, this really, then Stan said, yes. And I said, what? And then I, finally, I said, all right, Stan, let's communicate by words, because I, and then I, because I said, I'm so mad, I got to tell you about this slug soda. I had a hot slug soda. I mean, it was purple. With, I said, Mr. Pibb doesn't taste good hot. And I said, I wonder with a cherry, like a cherry Pibb flo- floater, though. 
and in Istanbul and pay attention. And I said, what's going on? And then I said, holy cow, I'm hot. Now that I'm talking, I just realized how really hot I am. And Stan said, the ship's overheating. And I said, I said, wow, for sure it is. I said, what's the, uh, what's happening? And Stan said, friction. And I said, I had to stop, you know, and think, okay. I said, what do you, friction, how, friction where? And then Stan said, on the exterior hull of the ship, is a, this atmosphere is frictious or highly frictious or something. I don't know the exact language. Uh, but, you know, a whole lot of fric- a whole lot of friction going on. Frickin' lot of friction, if you don't mind me saying, pen pal. And I said, really? I said, so, like, uh, and then I said, what's, what's, the, what's the damage? And Stan said to the ship, no, none, you know, just some, some, you know, some of the organics are off, you know, ice, and soda, uh, other life forms. And I said, what do you mean other life forms? And Stan said, well, if you didn't stop the ship, you know, you would have, you know, he said, it's so hot. He goes, yeah, but the temperature was still increasing. And I said, wait a second, wait a second. We were about to, like, uh, overheat the inside of the ship so that there would be no more organics on the ship. And Stan said, exactly. And then I said, then what would have happened? And Stan said, well, you wouldn't have been able to give me a command and Stan said, I don't think I could override the command because you would have expired. So the ship would have just kept going. And at the current rate, it was it sounded like it would have taken like a couple. I said, that's a really quality. I said, like it would have taken years for the ship to not work anymore. And they said, Stan, can you map out like... Uh, like, I said, okay, don't move, obviously. And then at some point, the sisters realized we weren't moving. And they said, what's going on? And, and then, like, so occasionally I can think fast, uh, pen pal. And I said, I, I said, something's weird with Spike. Spike's trying to overheat the soda. Like, uh, I said, like, I said, go down there. I said, because Spike doesn't like signs. Other than frowny faces, uh, so then the sisters went down below decks, and then I, you know, said Stan locked them out, and you know, you know, to, to be, you know, tell Spike to enter a protective state, and then I just, you know, then I slowly, I barely came to. I said, okay. Then I was so hot, and I said, can we? How how are we going to cool down? And Stan said, by not moving. You know, we'll cool down, and, you know, it didn't cool down fast enough for me, pen pal. But then I said, okay, Sam, I said, what do you think's happening? And Sam said, I don't know. You're the, you know, you're the quartermaster. And I said, do a scan of the area, and we were, we were still in a tube. And, like, uh, Stan said there was technology on the outside of the tube or something. I don't know. And I said, well, scan the inside of the tube since we're in it, Stan. Holy. I mean, sometimes these, I mean, it's just, just just a software interface. Stan's not listening right now, by the way, pen pal. Uh, but, and so then Stan said, well, I've seen a couple of, uh, you know, chunks of metal or something. I said, okay, let's go. And then I said, go slow so we don't do friction, you know, get too much friction. As soon as we started moving the signs, so let, you know, all the sign technology came back on. 
And, you know, I said, okay, I don't believe, you know, I only believe in if I see words, I'll do something, but I'm not going to, but the symbols, they still were pulling at my heartstrings. Uh, but I, you know, I just went to the place where I don't feel you. So I said, okay, Stan, I'll just, only words. Uh, I think someone's saying that song too, more than words. Uh, same time they sang signs. And then, uh. As we pulled up on this one chunk of metal, I said, Stan, scan that thing. And it said, okay, well, it's a melted melted something. And then we got up next to it. And I said, well, what do you think it is, Stan? Stan says it's a melted spaceship, you know. And then, you know, quickly, your pen pal, I know you're you're swift. So it's like clearly this ship was doing the same thing we were doing. And I said, you know, check it for carbon scoring, Stan. Stan said, what does that mean? I said, never mind, that's from a movie. But I said, is there carbon on, you know, what happens to, wouldn't there be carbon on the ship? And Stan said, you're right, there is. So there could have been organic matter flying the ship. Uh, But at some point it melted down and then it stopped moving. And now it's just kind of floating in this tube. And he said, oh, so we're weightless in here. And Stan said, more or less a low-gravity situation. And then I said, Stan, scan the ship to see if anything else is missing. Like, uh, you know, and then Stan, you know, Stan and the computer, they started going through the records, identified what class of ship it was, figured out some other stuff. And then they figured out, and then they figured out that, uh, there was one kind of metal, like, missing from the hall. And I said, okay, okay. And Stan said, well, what do you think? And I said, I think we're, uh, uh, we could have been in big trouble, Stan, if it wasn't for that purple slug soda that was so gross I couldn't drink it. And you, Stan, of course, your aces, aces. And Stan said, well, lay it on me. I mean, Stan didn't really say that, but if Stan was more dramatic, Stan would have said, lay it on me. What do you think? And then the sisters, they wanted, they just kept calling. Like, that was one of the things, if the options for this ship that they couldn't override. So they just kept calling, calling, calling. I said, fine, let them on, let them on, let them out, let them in on the, on the bridge. And they said, why are we headed towards the treasure ship, you know, the whole whole nine yards? And I said, I was in the middle of making an intelligent point. Now I don't even know what I was going to say. Oh, I said, you know what, we're, we're, and then they didn't, you know, they didn't, they, they they were all doing that by pantomime. So when I was talking to them, they were just staring at me and giving, signing, making, not, not sign language, but symbols back at me, expressing their displeasure. Oh, you might ask, why? How were they calling? They just kept pressing buttons like uh, beep bork, beep bork, and then they would hang up and call back. Just the calling part, you know, that drives me nuts. Uh, so then, pen pal, I had to drop in, like I had to drop some liturgical dance on them. Now I don't know if you know what liturgical dance is, but don't Google it, pen pal. And it's not. I'm not here to make you know ju- make a judgment of it. It's just uh it's like a slow moving dance for liturgy, for uh, different uh, Christian religions. I don't know if other religions use it, but I, they did it occasionally at Catholic school, have liturgical dancers. And since the sisters had done some, I did this dance, because they said it was more interpretive. Uh, 
because they really wanted to know what it was with the paper dolls and all the symbols that were meant for me, you know, that I'm avoiding talking to about Pen Pal that had the emotional resonance for me. And I'll tell you, Pen Pal, I made up a total... I guess this is... Like, it wasn't in, the like, a religious context, uh, but I used liturgical dance to weave a fake story of woe for the sisters uh, about, you know, lost everything, you know, because so, I didn't want to, you know, be I'm vulnerable enough with them. They don't need to know my most uh, the secrets where I hide my love away or whatever you want to call it. So also because I've gotten to know the sisters, I led up to the climax of the story. And then I did like, I went straight into the more, like, uh, like sometimes you'd use better symbols, you know, to, to, to get, get them, you know, the different uh, harder points of the story. And then I would do just a little bit like if you ever listen to my Earth podcast, uh, I was doing liturgical meander, liturgical dance meanders. And like after a while, they get on their nerves because I'd be doing like a listening. And they'd be listening to what? Uh, and they were getting mad. And finally, they got so irritated that I wouldn't get to the climax uh, that they started communicating by words again, which was, you know, and which was a mixed bag, I'd say, pen pal, uh, when they started yell, you know, t- talking to me in, in, in a louder than conversation voice and going on and on and on and on and on and on. And then finally, I said, they said, well, what is, they said, okay, forget all that. And they said, uh, but then they also had this, uh, like, uh, their eyes were, uh, their eyes were a little glossy, like the, 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 the story they knew, uh, that, uh, I mean, the story was pretty aligned, but different than what it was really the signs were about. And I'm not going to tell you either, pen pal. Uh, so then... You know, I think they they, 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 they they had some, you know, they said, oh, we feel a little bit bad at this particular moment. You know, who knows how long that'll last. And then they said, like, they said, well, what's going on? And then, unfortunately, this is pen pal. I, didn't, I haven't set this up, but unfortunately, I did have a neon sign. This is like a heartbreaking thing. Uh, but I did have a neon sign on the, the deck that said, quor- like, over over my, like, the quartermaster quarters. That says quartermaster quarters. I had that made on a planet, you know, that makes custom neon signs. Because they still want to know what's going on. So I took the quartermaster sign while it's plugged in, you know, just orange neon or red neon. And it didn't blink like this planet did. But I smashed the quartermaster quarter sign on it. I wanted a blinking heart, you know, that would only blink, you know, but there's only one time I needed that anyway with that goddess woman who was just using me anyway uh, so that we would run errands for or whatever. Uh, but, but that was the only time I would have had the heart blinking. You know, if the heart's blinking, I mean, I just held an unstatic quartermaster quarters in general. But so I smashed the sign, and they said, "What are you? What's going on?" And I said, "This is we're in a Venus flytrap, a, a neon Venus sign flytrap." And they said, "You know that took for it took forever to explain, Pen Pen, but I know you understand." So I had, but I had to explain it to them. He said, "Well, like this, you see this ship here, 
like the sign called us in with its that was a lure uh, and i said i don't know if this is an evolutionary or technological evolution you know organic or technological evolution uh but i said that's what happened and then the, the sh- something in this uh superheats the ship so it creates the sign and at the same time the certain kind of metal i I forget which one or element i don't you know pen pal me and elements i get so boron you know but but i said that they they think they said we're both serving as a lure for the next ship and because i said we're making it like a dragon pattern right now i've been we've been mapping it and I said, I, well, the weirdest thing is our ship is giving off a green glow. But I think as the, whatever this cadmium or whatever gets deteriorated, I said, there's probably organic being either in the, maybe this organic gas being or they're harvesting this material. Who knows? Uh, but as long as we don't pay, you know, and I had to like close all the things. So we couldn't see any signs I, like, uh, anyway because i knew the you know this was during the liturgical dance part uh but he says as long as you don't move you know or, or go fast we won't but it, i said we got to figure out a way out of here and they said well what are we going to do and i said well you know i said i got an idea and this was a little bit like so this took some teamwork because uh, we have we had this big hulking other ship there and uh like, so I said, okay, I got, I got an idea. And I said, we're going to teach this, like, this one section of this planet a lesson. And so what we did was, you know, it involved welding and stuff. But we took some parts, some scrap off of that ship. That we Also, we made sure, clearly, we made sure it wasn't in the chest, but I already knew that. And then we took off some parts off that ship, and pal. And, like, we made... Uh, like not like hood ornaments, but bigger, like of a of a, of like a paper doll, but like a paper doll with the pointy. Uh, did I mention at some points that the one of the paper, the male paper doll, had a dunce cap a few times, Fen pal? So we had a male paper doll with a dunce cap, with the dunce cap painting, like pointing out, and then the a pirate ship, but with the the uh, two masts. And so we put that we we created a metal like that and put it on the front of the ship. Two it looks really sweet too, pen pal. I mean, usually wood ornaments are sticking straight up, or these are sticking straight out. But this is a spaceship, you know. It doesn't up and down is a different story. I mean, but who else is rolling in a spaceship with a, a paper dial with a dunce cap and a pirate ship on it, on the hood? And then we just ra- rammed to the side of the freaking uh, tube, and it broke. I mean, well, it had to back up a few times. And then actually, like, we did generate some, what do you call that, friction. Not too much, but hot enough that it, uh, we smashed right through. And then we broke out and got out of the atmosphere. And never, like, we couldn't, you know, this is one of these situations you can't look back because then the signs would trick you, you know. I mean, I did look back, uh, but, uh, uh, and it was, you know, this, like, that's how you know, though, it said quartermaster quarters with a heart. Um, but, you know, it's a pen pal. I still had that, like, the good thing was I had that taste of purple slug soda in my mouth. So it was like, uh, 
warm. So I'll never drink that again, unfortunately. Uh, ice is still uh, being generated. But yeah, so it said quartermaster quarters with the heart. The heart was blinking. So somewhere on, the, uh, what do you call that? A bit like uh, like that planet, whatever, Venus flytrap, a neon planet or whatever, you know, there's quartermaster. I mean, I guess not. Like, that's what they want me to think. And I guess they picked the wrong sign initially. They must read your brain or something. But if they would have picked that sign earlier, we would have been toast, you know. If they would have had, like, uh, you know, like the champagne and, you know, people's clothes, you know, neon clothes disappearing. Uh, but, you know, they can't, they, they thought that they, they were going, they were shooting for my heart and my gut instead of uh, more effective regions. So we get out of there, pen pal, and now I've noticed the sisters, uh, they think they know me better. I mean, I guess probably they, like, because uh, I don't know if they took my story, my liturgical dance story, word for word. But I guess there wasn't any words, so maybe they found the truth in my emotions, about my emotions. Huh, I didn't think about this till now, pen pal. I thought I was fooling them. Like, I was telling them a story about a lost wagon. Um, which, you know, I did that by dance and how the lost red wagon story. Um, but maybe they know, I don't know, but they think they know me better. And actually, I think they're a tiny, tiny bit nicer to me. Um, uh, or maybe that because they know I'm searching the universe. I guess, like, I could, well, I don't want to think about that too much because we're really just searching for the Niches. So anyway, Pimp, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, yeah, keep you know, keep keep the neon lights on for me. Uh, you know what I'm saying.